Hey everybody, this is Let's Do Summerfield with Metal Gear Mondays coming at you before the episode. Whoa, please don't hit that 15 seconds ahead button. Uh, essentially, what I'm trying to say right now is that I wish we could patch podcasts like we can patch video games. Uh, we kind of can, but not really. So what I'm going to say is you're going to hear a lot of gibberish and nonsense about some like Forever and Astronaut Patreon or... I don't know what, because this is forever ago. What you need to go to is patreon.com slash Metal Gear Mondays or Facebook or SoundCloud Metal Gear Mondays. Uh, Twitter at Metal Gear Monday for the real deal um, and all the latest news. Thanks. Enjoy the episode. Before Spec Ops The Line, Hotline Miami, and Braid, there was Metal Gear Solid 2. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Metal Gear Mondays. As always, I am your host, Alessio Summerfield, and I am joined by Samuel Wright. <coughs> Isaac Lim. I'm a, sh- I'm a shy guy. <laughs> and this is the podcast where we talk about the Metal Gear Solid franchise from top to bottom, start to finish, in to out, in a book club style fashion. Sam and I have played the games. Isaac has not. So let's commence. Uh, this week, we are talking about what happens after EE dies in Metal Gear Solid 2. Isaac, can you tell me a little bit about what happened last week? I just well, want to say that that was very professional. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Let's that commence. sounded really good. <laughs> I appreciate that. You're, you're listening to NPR Morning Edition with Alessio uh, Summerfield. In the, in the famous... Famous words of my uncle. cuisine. <laughs> so yeah, Isaac. Who wants to be a millionaire? Uh-huh. Countdown. Insert do, here. Do, do. <laughs> Cue it. Okay, anyway. Um, so uh, we find out that Emma dies. And that's all you really need to know. All right. And <laughs> quick and to the point. Nice. So, um, and... So Emma died, and we got onto Arsenal gear. Okay, uh, fair enough. Yeah, through some very uh, kind of weird, weird and shady <laughs> means, we found out that Olga's the ninja and has been working with Snake, uh, and has now knocked you out and put you on Arsenal gear. So does that mean Snake's a bad guy? We'll find out. Uh, we'll find out this episode. <laughs> we'll find out fucking everything. This you episode. betrayed me. I'd never say we were. On the same team, kid. Or whatever he says. <laughs> oh my god, I want to hear Sam just dub over a cutscene. I might actually do that. I'm going to pull a cutscene from Metal Gear Solid 2. And I'm going to make Sam dub over it, and I will put it up on the Geek Time YouTube channel. I swear to god. I will, I will do every second of that. Alright, cool. I'm going to find a scene and email it to you after we record. Sweet. So, Man. nice little tidbit. For, we should just all do voices. I'll send the same... I'm going to send the same clip to everybody, and we all have to pick a character. Well, you got to get Sam to do vamp, too. So <laughs> it'll, be a, it'll be a montage. I'll find a couple it needs of them. You need to throw in the ninja in there somewhere. Cool. I'll find some scenes with subtitles. That way we can all just read along. 
Sick. Um, awesome. So I'm glad that that just happened live on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, what yes. is going to happen this week besides everything? A lot of fucking shit. <laughs> a lot of fucking shit. So the first thing that happens is... <laughs> God damn it. The first thing that happens... Control is that yourself. I can't. I'm high. <laughs> oh, oh. Sorry, Sam's not high. actually high. You'll find no, out what he's talking about on the next uh, listener yes. response. Stay Thanks. tuned. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, this episode, pretty much everything happens. But the first thing that happens is that we find ourselves uh, waking up in a room... Very reminiscent to something that happened in Metal Gear Solid One. Um, we are in a in a torture rack, and we're butt and ass naked, butt ass naked, and at the very le- so at the very least in Metal Gear Solid One, Snake had pants on. No, Raiden's Not butt yet. ass naked. He's got that birthday suit though. Um, <laughs> so Solidus is in the room with Ocelot, and he's pacing back and forth talking about how. Uh, Solidus knows Raiden and calls him Jack the Ripper. And calls him his son. His son. And proceeds to torture him. So more button mashing wonderfulness. It's not as... I would say it's it's not as long as MGS1. No. No, it's not. And I think you only go through it once in my... Yeah, Yeah. I I believe it's just once. He hits you with the Dr. Octopus arms. (laughs) <laughs> on his Hulk suit. <laughs> yeah, which come out of nowhere. Um, yeah, is that the first time that like they just happened to be there? Yeah, this is, is that... the first time we've seen him the whole time. Um, so, that's a thing. Yeah, it's strange. Also, spoiler alert for everybody who's listening, Raiden is butt naked, Raiden is cupping his cock, and you see his ass. However, mm-hmm. there have been scenes uh, that people have like paused online where there's like a split second where you can see what's on Raiden's crotch, and he has no genitals. Hmm. So Raiden has no genitals. Now, I don't know if that was obviously just done for censorship uh, issues or... If that is to allude to Raiden's gender, but I'm assuming that that does not have to do with the canon, because as we will find out later, uh, Raiden, in fact, can procreate. Spoilers. Yep. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and Isaac's say this never is, played. This is the, the last episode of the show, I think, or last episode of MGS2 coverage proper. So I'm just gonna say, spoiler alert is off. So, full-blown spoiler mode activated. Sam, what else happened? <laughs> so, after the torture, you 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 find out a little bit about um about Raiden, his background, like for real. Um so he was born um in Liberia, I think. Um and he was raised as a child soldier um because Solidus essentially killed his parents and adopted him um, and turned him into a child soldier. And he had such a high kill count that he was made the uh, leader of the small boys unit and was named Jack the Ripper. Yep. And so, uh, the it was part of the Liberian Civil War in the 80s. And yep. uh, essentially once the war concluded, uh, NGOs uh, picked up all the boys and kind of started to uh, send them to countries around the world for... Um, 
rehabilitation, I guess is the best word. And so he mm-hmm. was brought to the United States and was kind of treated to uh, re- repress those memories. Um, but he makes mention that the first time, quote, he held an AK was whenever he was six years old. And uh, all of this becomes evident due to a codec conversation with Rose, which happens roughly after... A, um, sorry, go ahead, Sam. It's a little bit later. Yeah. Well, it's it's still in the torture room. Essentially, Olga enters the room after Solidus and Ocelot talk. Um, Who Ocelot, the arm is still... Yeah, it freaks him. out. Yeah, the arm freaks yeah. out, and he's like, oh, I wonder if he could be here. And by this at this point, we all know that he is Solid Snake. Yep. Um, he makes mention that Solidus looks like a spitting image, like Big Boss, and uh, Solidus laughs and goes, "Oh, I guess I've got the kid to thank for that." Which, fuck yeah, you do. You attacked us with an airplane. Like, shut up. <laughs> um, and then they leave, and then Olga comes in and says, um, "Hey, I'm here to let you go. Let's talk over nano nano communication so they can't hear us." And yeah. Jack is like, um. I don't understand. Like you're working for them. Why? I thought you were working with snake. And she was like, no, I'm working for the Patriots. My entire goal has been to assist you, uh, this whole time. And he was like, does snake know that? And she was like, well, I didn't even come to terms with snake until recently. Um, because, uh, yeah. Like shortly before Emma died, she found out the truth about snake. Yeah. And that snake had actually rescued Olga and the, uh, Gerlukovich's men from the tanker. Yeah, um, which I don't know Way how the fuck. When. Yeah, I don't know how he had time to save other people, but he's a solid snake. God damn it! Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this episode's just gonna solidify. Ho ho, pun intended. <laughs> uh, that solid snake is a complete fucking badass. He uh, he uh, saved them in a stomach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> kind of like I'm those so cigarettes. Sorry. Yeah, like those cigarettes he snuck in a stomach. Um, Your niece is hot. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so Snake uh, rescued Olga and her men, and then Olga actually tells you that the whole reason why she's here is to play advisor to Jack because the Patriots actually have her child. Yeah. <gasps> oh, and essentially, no. the child's life depends on Raiden succeeding his mission. Which is fucking twisted. Yeah. Uh, but, but, all right, so why why would they take her child... Oh, so she mentions it. So she said that after the tanker incident, her and the rest of the men couldn't find work. So she said that they joined up with an illegal Russian organization. And that's where Raiden says, the Russian mob. And (laughs) Olga's Olga's like, Olga's like, well, essentially, yes. But she said that um, she came to find out that they were actually like a subservient group to the Patriots. And so the Patriots ended up kind of employing her and her men, and shortly thereafter she gave birth. And when she came to, her child was gone, and the Patriots were like, "We have your child, right? Have your child. Better, better go be a ninja." Yeah. So I don't know why. I don't know why they picked her. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they could have been anybody, but they picked her because Metal Gear Solid is like Star Wars, and everybody fucking knows everybody. Mm. (laughs) Um. But yeah, which I will say to the detriment of Metal Gear Solid, it's actually very disappointing how insular it all is. Because like straight up, everybody knows everybody or is related to everybody, and it's yeah, like kind of even people who you wouldn't think are yeah. By the end of this whole nightmare that is Metal Gear Mondays, we're gonna piece together a family tree uh, that will link everybody to everybody. A family tree of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> 
But yeah, so that being said, she's like, oh, it's all part of the S3 plan. And Jack's like, what the fuck is that? And she's like, you'll know soon enough. And for some reason, she decides to punch you in the stomach um, before she... To make it look real. Yeah, quote unquote, before she unshackles you. (laughs) Um, And then once we're unshackled, we find a little box that we hope is going to be our gear, but turns out that it's cold (laughs) medicine. Yep. Uh, Because Raiden is going to get real cold and start to sneeze. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be very bad here very soon. We have. To, uh, uh, doesn't she tell us that Snake has his gear? Oh yeah, and to go meet him in he, the hangar. Yeah, oh. in the in the rectum. Yeah, she says hangar, but it's totally a tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> it's a tunnel. And then on top of that, so and we sorry, we totally skimmed over this. So Rose calls you just before your shackles come off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I this is going to sound really weird, and it might be uh, just kind of due to the fact that I had been drinking whenever I got to this point or what, but I actually got like kind of choked up a little bit by the voice acting between the two of them. Whenever they, no one can take him on. No, take him down. Not that part, Me, (laughs) but the part where, uh, the part where they're just talking about like his fucked up past and like, she's just talking about how horrible it is and crying Mm -hmm. and stuff. Like I thought the voice actors did really well, like with the material. Um, With that particular part, that was the one time I didn't want to, like, murder Rose. Yeah. I love you the way you are now. You have to believe me. True. Um, and it was actually just kind of upsetting in general. Um, but, yeah, so, and then you're unshackled, riding off the fucking chain. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, did you uh, Did you lean back in the torture rat? Uh, I did not. Do you remember what happens when you do? Don't you just look at the lights? What happens? No. God, no. So when you lean back, Raiden puts his hands up onto the torture rack like he's being chained up again. Oh, yeah. But he's not covering himself. Oh, and there's the soda can. Yeah, and it's like like straw poking out of a soda can covers his junk from like a distant perspective. I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah, they do like an Austin Powers bit with it because like Olga's head covers it up too. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. Except for apparently, uh... apparently they missed a frame. It's yeah. like um, home improvement, oh, Wilson, yeah. <laughs> except for his <laughs> for his mouth. other neighbor, <laughs> except for penis. <laughs> <laughs> Insert penor. Uh, Hi, ho there, little Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so for our, which apparently that we have some for our Welsh and uh, British uh, listeners, you're gonna have no fucking context for that joke. Um. Yeah, I don't know. If you guys know what home I, improvement I, is, please let us know. I feel like a lot of our American listeners may have no context for that. <laughs> that's <show>. true. <laughs> Who knows? I just like shitty TV, so that's why I have home improvement is not shitty TV. You that's piece of quality. shit. All right, take quality it back. All right. Tim Allen. Television. Tim Allen's a national treasure. <laughs> damn it. So, so is Zachary Ty Bryan. Oh my god! You forgot about Zachary Taylor Thomas. And mm. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> Come on. Zach. Come on. There's Zach, Zach, and Zach. Zach McCracken. Oh. Don't forget about him. <laughs> Zach, Zach, attack, Zach McCracken. All right. Sorry. Um, we got off oh, the rails man. a little bit. Um, wow. So, before I let y'all cut loose real quick, I just want to make sure we mention this. As soon as you access the terminal and you get your radar and you go outside, we get a phone call for a certain from a certain Colonel Campbell. Who uh, starts to let slip that he's kind of a fucking lunatic, and uh, he's <laughs> kind of yeah. He's like, hey, you don't have any of your gear, blah blah. blah. Same old colonel. He's just gonna repeat the same shit we've already heard. 
Um, but then he responds towards the end with, because uh, Raiden's like, what the fuck is really going on here? And the colonel is like, no more questions. We have Rosemary. Yeah, we have Rosemary. It's like, he's like, you need to play your role. And this is a type of role-playing game, isn't it? Yeah, and Jack's like, what? Which is weird, because I'm going to go ahead and say there's a series of Kodak calls that are about to happen, yeah. in which case, in, in which that Jack 100% does not acknowledge how insane they are. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're not for him, they're for us. Yeah, exactly. As a player. Like, this is some straight-up fourth wall breaking. So, uh, yeah, and we, we can kind of gloss over this section a little bit, because essentially all it is is you have to sneak around some arsenal tengus um it's a pretty difficult not, spot though because you have is, zero equipment yeah you can't fight you can't do anything you if you get caught you have to run or die essentially you can cartwheel um you can cartwheel do a mean do a mean one-handed cartwheel you can actually <laughs> knock people out with that thing oh yeah uh-huh yeah if you hit them uh sure. if you hit them once they'll knock over but if you hit them again they knock out and if you hit them down the stairs they will knock out Dang. oh shit um but yeah well, the I, cameras are a fucking nightmare yeah. Well, before we so before we before we go into into the codec calls, because I feel like we could just dedicate a little bit of a segment to those. Mm-hmm. Um, how did everybody do with the sneaking segment? Isaac. Okay. <laughs> I will say at first it was frustrating, uh-huh. and I um, it I mean okay I died all right. Mm-hmm. Is that what you want to hear from me? Is hey, that what you want? <laughs> is feel, that what you want? If it makes you feel any better, I died as well. Okay. Oh, I died too several times. But. I, I think I went the long way around because um, I, th- I think all right, I was watching a play uh, let's play earlier to just kind of freshen up and the guy goes um, hey wait he was, it, was the, it Lazy Air Bandit? Yeah. Oh, oh dude. I, Pro- I figured it out. Shout out um, to him. It's not Lazy Air. It's, no, I didn't. Oh. Isn't it just Laser? No, it no, it's like lazier, like lazy. Oh, lazy. He's a lazier bandit. Gotcha. Okay. I'm like, oh, oh my god. Oh, yeah, because he <laughs> says it. He says it. If you watch that let's play, and I'm gonna go ahead and say, so I've commented on his YouTube videos and actually told him that we've recommended his videos to listeners. Yeah. Um, and he thanked us and told us to keep doing what we were doing. Um, and uh, so I've always like, anytime that I do use a let's play to refresh, I make sure I pick his because I want to like mm. show him love. Um. But I actually rewatched parts of it, and at the end, uh, which we'll talk about later, at the end, whenever you see the name on the dog tag or whatever, he said yeah. it, and I was like, "That's how you pronounce it," and I totally uh, just fucked it up. But lazy air, <laughs> lazy air, lazy air. You're still, anyway, you're but... still in France. <laughs> okay, so you go into the main room, the first room, and he there's like a, a, a stairwell to the right automatically and that's where he went up yeah i had no idea there was um staircase up there so i went all the way down the hall um, there's stairs to the right do there's, oh, so there's stair- too. well there's stairs like between every single ray there's stairs are you fucking serious uh-huh i have n- in all my years <laughs> oh dude oh my god you never hold you never heard the old adage cut right and then hang tight and you're there because that's what no. I do every single time. Is that like... I just made, I just not, made that that's up. That's not a thing. I just <laughs> made that up. <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> I just... I made that up. Yeah. Pa- anyway, I'm so, good at straight-faced lying to Sam, hey. apparently. <laughs> I think it's just blown his mind right now. It's just all this... I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna like peace out for the rest of the episode. <laughs> think about this. And you guys, you guys can just talk about Metal Gear Solid. 
anyway. Anyway. But I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this segment, actually. After I got um, through it, um, I was like, oh, that was really fun. So... I think the interesting thing is that it almost kind of boils down the gameplay to its core. Yeah. In like a lot of ways. And it feels like the older, almost like the MSX games a little bit, because it's just like, you don't have any gadgets. Like you're just trying to get point A to point B. Right. So it's like the first time, it's like the first time that like the best and really only way to do it is like true stealth. Yeah. It's also the only time in the whole game where it doesn't hold your hand. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Um, also, did you guys fuck around long enough to accidentally get sick? God, no. Nope. <laughs> that happened to me, like, it wasn't this playthrough, but it happened to me, like, a couple playthroughs ago. And I can't remember what I was doing, but I think I was trying to be super sneaky and just, like, figure out all the enemy patterns, um, kind of as I went. So I would just, like, mm. sit and watch. Um, and at one point, Raiden just starts sneezing, and I was like, fuck. That's why they gave me cold medicine. And I remember mm-hmm. he sneezed and everyone was like, what was that noise? And I was like, oh, no. Um, Did you guys get the box? Yeah, there is a box in there. I can't. I don't think I got it this time. Uh, what I, box is it? You don't really it? need it. I think it's the Zone of the Enders box. Oh, uh, okay. That's appropriate that it shows up in the mech hangar. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so uh, peppered all throughout this entire sequence and... The first one, I believe, is rec- is uh, mandatory, but from the first one until the one right before we meet Snake, there's a shit ton of optional codec calls. And they, like, happen in such frequency. Oh, it's insane. Like, oh, my God. It's just, they, you, you might as well just answer them at that point, because otherwise they're just never going to stop. Oh, it's yeah. so good. And, like... I don't know. We'll get to it, I guess, but I just want to allude to it a little bit. So first and foremost, for everybody who's listening, just know that like, so this episode, we're wrapping up the story, but the next episode is dedicated to theories and deep diving into like what it all means and all of that kind of stuff. So if you're tuning into this episode and you're hoping that we're going to sit down and talk about it and like explain the madness, um, we're not going to do that this episode because we want to just like paint you a picture of like, this is how the game ends and kind of leave it for you guys to kind of interpret until we decide to. Um, and likewise too, um, we want all of the listeners um, and even ourselves to uh, research fan theories and stuff like that before the next recording. Um, so we're just going to cut it, cut it cut and dry. But the one comment that I will make in this section is that I definitely feel like this is Kojima being like, oh, these games have too many codec calls? Go fuck yourself. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. this is too many codec calls. Like, um, so I don't know. I, I just thought it would, it very much so like played into, uh, and we'll get to it, but it played into like what we come to expect from a Metal Gear, but like cranked up to 11. Yeah. And it's just like the, the calls are just super weird. And this is like, this is one of my favorite quotes from a video game ever. But Colonel calls you and it's the uh the uh I hear it's amazing when the famous purple stuff worm in flapjaw space with a tuning fork does a raw blink on Harry Carey rock. I need <laughs> scissors. Sixty one. Did you hear that one, Isaac? I don't think I got that one. Dude, that one's oh like iconic. God. Like that's really like, 
My f- yeah. yeah, my favorite is like the last part of that. Whenever he says, I need scissors 61, it's like mm, a, yeah. a triage of like three different voices of his that are all yeah, offset. It's, oh, yeah, it's so it's, good. The, it's terrifying and it's really good. Or there are like the, um, like every so often he'll, like the middle section, instead of having the codec numbers, it'll be, uh, it'll be, uh, a clip from the original Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. And it's just him going, infiltrate the enemy fortress outer heaven mm-hmm. oh yeah destroy the final weapon metal gear metal gear, metal gear. um and it's my favorite oh. my favorite one which actually comes back in mgs4 in like a cameo mm-hmm. um is him talking about riding i was driving home from work one day <laughs> and i looked up into the sky <laughs> and like dude it was so good and he's like and then the 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 glow of the orb that it was like i can't remember what it was it was like there was an orb in the northeast I think it was like, hold on, I, I, goes, I, I'm gonna. And he goes, and when I came to, I was home. I was home. <laughs> it was like something what? happened to me last Thursday while I was driving home. At a couple of miles ago, I looked up and saw a glowing orange object in the sky to the east. It was moving very irregularly. Suddenly, there was an intense light all around me, and when I came to, I was home. What do you think happened to me? And then Ryan goes, "Huh?" And he goes, "Fine, forget it." I love it. I just want to call somebody and just tell them that one day, just like, oh, that'd what, be do, freaky, what, man. what do you think happened to me? Huh? Never mind. <laughs> and then um, just hang up. There, are, yeah. One of, there's a bunch of good ones. One of my favorite ones was um was when he was just like rapidly reading off the Japanese train stations. Oh yeah, that oh. one was nuts. Yeah. Also, I, uh, I can't remember. At, no I can't remember at which point in the codec conversations it starts to happen, but you start to notice that his skin becomes transparent. Every so often, well, like, it'll like flash and it'll see a skeleton. He like glitches out. Yeah, like you can see what's underneath, which is you horrifying. See, like, a skeleton and um, I used to think. Was... So essentially, the whole point of this uh, is to get from the torture room to this like tunnel. Um, and I used to think that it only happened in the tunnel. But apparently, if you're in either section long enough um, and you don't answer a codec call, um, the radar will be replaced with like random videos of Konami. So Konami, being the mass, uh, the very masculine Japanese company that it is, uh, used to have a group of Japanese female models called Konami Eyes, and they are actually the models that you see in all of the posters in all the games up until three, I think. Um, but Konami eyes models uh, in videos start appearing where your radar should. Um, and like one of them's really creepy and is just like one of the models sleeping on like a sunbathing chair. Yeah, that was really weird. Yeah. And then there's one later on, I think, of another girl who's just like sitting and staring into the camera, which is really weird. But if you answer your Kodak, it will just like stop those videos from showing up. Yeah. So actually, I'm in really bad shape financially. I pay money to my ex-wife as part of our divorce settlement, among other bills. I just had no other choice but to make you pay for lunch the other day. I'm really sorry. Uh, Yeah, he also (laughs) hits you with several. And like, so, and here's an interesting thing, and I definitely want to make sure that we mention it because it's going to come into play on the next mainline episode. But like, so Colonel jumps in and says like, you've been playing the game for too long. Turn it off, Raiden. But then Rose also jumps in yeah. and says, yeah, Raiden, turn the game off. And she starts to kind of be involved in some of these Kodak conversations, which... And gets like really aggressive with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is of interest, I think. So we'll get to it, but... um, 
and yeah, so I don't know. It's pretty crazy. Um, Isaac. Oh, one of my fa- one of my favorite ones, really quick before we go, was um, where he goes. Uh, uh, where he goes. I I didn't want to tell you this way, but oh, I saw yes. I saw I saw oh, somebody gosh. come a man coming out of Rosemary's room. Sorry to bring it up during the mission, and then just hangs up. Dude, my favorite part was they they looked. I don't know. Like they had been intimate. Yeah, they had been intimate. <laughs> it was so it's oh like, what does God. that look like? Like, can you describe that to me? <laughs> um But yeah, so Isaac, this being your first time through, I What's know it? I know that you were expecting some weird shit at some point. Did you expect this and how did it happen? And like what did it feel like? It Alright, so I'll I'll backtrack a little bit. It kind of started um when you first start that uh what's that room the main room the torture so i, I went the the, the jigillum yeah that the, one a jigillum. so i go in and i'm like ah and i die a couple times and i notice that the uh, the name of the room changes i'm like what oh, what happened does? yeah like if you go in and out or something It'll change its name to I, can't, I don't know the like names of them. Ascending colon and like yeah. rec, rectum. Oh no, because rectum is the um, rectum is the room in which the crazy Tengu fight happened. Oh yeah, yeah. it does kind of look like a butthole, doesn't it? No, but I mean like that's what that room is named. So that's weird. Yeah. But like the main like so the main room with all the rays changes name. Like, it'll change huh. to like a city in Japan and I can't Whoa. remember what it's called but I've never oh, noticed yeah, that. Oh yeah 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 as you like transition through like the yeah he's right I never noticed that <laughs> yeah, If you go that's... in and out like if you go back to where the torture chamber was and then co- go back in huh. it changes that's the name That's awesome And I was like I don't understand what was going on And, and so that's yeah, when like it's, it... where that's where it started and then <laughs> yeah Colonel all the codec calls from Colonel just really started to freak me out. I was like, "Oh gosh, oh gosh," because I I don't know. I was playing at night and <clears throat> yeah, by yourself, excuse too, me, which gets really yeah. freaky. Those things, those like voices, always freak me out when they're they're always just off kilter a little bit. Mm. And yeah, Colonel did that to the max. Yeah, I need a we. I'm gonna. After we get done recording here, I'm going to send you a video to the I Need Scissors 61 because yeah, you that's have to terrifying. Hear it. Yeah, you just have oh, to gosh. hear it. <laughs> it sounds... I'll probably cut it into the... I'll cut it into the... Yeah, no, okay. cue it here. I hear it's amazing when the famous purple stuffed worm in Flapjaw Space with the tuning fork does a raw blink on Harry Carey Rock. I Need Scissors 61. <laughs> um... I will say but as yeah. well, so for me, just a fun little story. So the first time I played through this game, I think I was spending the night at James Meadows' house, uh, Isaac, um, and yes. we were playing through it, and I remember he fell asleep, but he wanted me to play through it, because I'd never played it before, and he had a lot. Um, mm. And he was sleeping, and I'm in a dark room by myself playing, and we had been playing it from start to finish, and uh, I got to the point that we're at right now. And then the Kodak message came up where the colonel's like, you've been playing the game too long. Turn it off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> like, is this real? Like, and I'm like half asleep. Like it's like three in the morning and I'm just like fading. And I was like, Oh my God, this is not happening. And I just remember like my heart racing. And I was like, yeah. I, I need to finish this game. This is crazy. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> love at first sight. So um, after you you get through this wild and wacky stealth section with the colonel calling you constantly, you go into this tunnel essentially, and both the doors on either end are locked, and you can't go back the way you came. So essentially, you're just running up and down, fielding codec calls. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever I was younger, I never really understood what exactly I was waiting for. And essentially, you just have to field codec calls until Rose calls you. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is some important plot stuff going on right now when Rose calls you. Um, Isaac, do you remember what the reveal was? Oh, yeah. Rose? Uh, yeah, I spoiled Rose... it earlier. What? I, sp- I accidentally spoiled it Did earlier. Did you really? Yeah. I was talking about this... man parts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Well, I will spoil it fully. <laughs> <laughs> we find out that Rose has a little baby bump growing. Well, and I will ask you guys this. Did you believe her, though? Because when she tells you the Not... whole thing, it's normal. But as soon as she says, yeah, I'm like carrying she starts... your child, it goes really distorted. Yeah, so yeah. she was like, "I'm pregnant," like, like straight up, like how yeah. from uh, Space Odyssey is like with your baby. Yeah, it's like and how just, dying. Like, yeah. So I don't know if I believed her at the time. Spoilers, it's true. Um, well, counter spoilers. I'm gonna make a, <laughs> I'm gonna make a hard argument that it actually is not. Have you played? Uh, no, so. I know, but so. We'll get to it. Maybe but Metal okay, Gear so Solid maybe, Two was not made with a sequel in mind. That's very true. Okay. So anyway, um, whatever. Um, <laughs> so so that's that's kind of a crazy reveal there. But like, what does she reveal before that she that happens? I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, wow, the crazy thing, Isaac. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember the the even crazier thing? Because like her, them being pregnant makes sense because they've been dating for two years. But what's the other crazy thing? Hmm. Oh, what was it? <laughs> I, can, um, I can feel that O in my eardrum. <laughs> was it a little too loud there? No, it's it was like just, deep down, it was just right. Deep down in those eardrums, <laughs> in your inner ear. Oh yeah, um, in my jigglum. Jesus Christ! Felt that all the way down. Now I'm trying to remember. Shoot. Sam it was like she was, she was you, faking it or something. I well, I don't know. Close. Well, Go ahead. She, Close. Essentially, so she was hired by the, she's an agent of the Patriots, and yes. she was sent to pretty much keep tabs on Raiden. Um, but she wound, but she claimed that she wound up falling in love with him. Oh. Yeah, and that's why she was on this um, mission. Because mm-hmm. she was in on it. Yeah, that's right. Also, I just came to a realization. So. I don't think it ever happens ever again in the game. All mention of the Lale Lule Lo just like never happens again. Well, <laughs> the Colonel does in his crazy codec calls. Oh, that's true. But it's Lale Lule Lo. Lale Lule Lo. But like it's other than that, it just like never happens again, which I thought was pretty weird. Yeah, like everybody's suddenly saying the Patriots. Yeah. And it's like, hmm, what a what a twist. But yeah, so you just hang out in this airy tunnel, butt-ass naked, fielding calls. Mm-hmm. Um, so after you get that call from Rose, a cutscene happens. Oh, yeah. And who's oh, there? My baby but Mr. with the fat booty. 
that booty. that fat booty, booty. and his cute little flippies. Yeah, and uh, we've got a nice listener response talking about Snake's fat booty, which yeah, I'm happy Snake's. came back. <laughs> like, I was so um, happy to read that. But uh, but Snake's actually wearing his legit gear with his long-ass headband, bandana. Oh, yeah, um, which, which will come up which, in a second. Well, yeah. Dude, yeah. So good. Dude, My one of, probably my favorite moment in Metal Gear history. Yeah. Like. So he gives Raiden, he gives Raiden his gear, um, and then he gives him a, a sword, which becomes important to Raiden's character development, funnily enough. Mm-hmm. The high-frequency um, blade. Yep. Which has two and, modes, lethal and uh what the fuck is it called uh what is the non-lethal one called non-lethal is it just non-lethal i thought it was i don't i, thought, I think oh, it's stun. I think it's a stun stun yeah yeah but you can flip Whatever. the blade over and uh yeah we we get control of the ninja blade for the first time since mm-hmm. vr missions which is rad it's actually it's actually surprisingly intuitive yeah it's not like metal gear rising level of control but it yeah it, it but works it's really well yeah so you essentially do a little bit of tutorial training with the blade, and then um, a little bit. That is a long. Well, ass yeah, bit. they yeah they make you do it for a long time. <laughs> Did anybody um, hit don't... snake? Oh god, I remember yeah. doing it when I was younger, but I didn't do it this time because fuck that. Did you too hit snake scared? I did. What happened? Um, he started shooting at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's two tricks, real quick. So you can hit him with the stun version and knock him out and take his dog tags which is amazing oh wow um Mm -hmm. which is the only way to get that dog tag um but when he gets up he will like kick you in the face which is funny um Mm -hmm. but if you kill him and you can kill him uh, and it cuts to the game over screen just to add even more fuckery to what's happening solidus snake starts laughing dang Mm -hmm. yeah which i thought was a crazy little easter egg well, it, yeah, well, it's an Easter egg, but it also ties into, like, another big reveal that happens a little bit later. Uh-huh. Um, because of, like, what exactly S3 was. Well, that's not what it is. Well, I know, but, like... Yeah. It, I hear you. you take us, you take us there. So, <laughs> so, after, so after you finally get done with this long-ass tutorial training with the sword, um, uh... Ryan essentially asks Snake if he's going to be okay with his gun, and um, Snake's like, I'll be fine. Unlimited ammo. And then he points to his bandana, <laughs> which is an allusion to the fact that the bandana item in Metal Gear Solid 1 gave you infinite ammo. So the game just straight up is like, no, nah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Like, the first time I heard that, I fucking, like, died laughing. It was so yeah. good. I cracked a smile. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Are we... F- we forgot. Um, you also get. I mean, we're naked, right? Uh huh. So we have to get our stuff back. Well, Snake gives you the stuff before he gives you the sword. That's right. <laughs> he, goes, he goes like. He goes like. He's like, how do you walk around like that? Brighton's like, I didn't choose to. Like, I don't. I don't understand. Like, like I had no other options. Like, mm. even though I will say he probably could have just choked out a guard and taken his clothes. Probably, but. Yeah, so Snake's Rubbed being his... a dick. Also, did you guys notice all the tattoos on Raiden's body? Yeah. He's like oh, yeah. Probably covered in barcode. Has to do has to do with uh, all the stuff that we've just been talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or does it? Oh my god. I'll let you go, Sam. Whatever. Um so we get a we get a call from Otacon, um Otacon. who has been like 
who this whole time has been trying to figure out like what's going on with the colonel and who the colonel is. Well, no, but before, um, before that, he actually calls in to just say all the hostages were taken, fine. Oh, yeah, that's And right. that's actually after... Um, so at the beginning of this section, Otacon's like, saved all the hostages, are you guys doing all right? And they're like, fuck yeah. And then Raiden's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, he, and this is so weird how he chooses to say it, which tells me that he canonically did not hear the crazy shit that we heard. But he, yeah. but he says, the colonel's last transmission was a little weird. Yeah. So that means like mm-hmm. he's alluding to like we have Rosemary. Yeah. And not all the insanity. So um but yeah, he's like it was a little weird. Could you just he's like I've never actually met the colonel in person. And Otacon's yeah. like, "Okay, well I'll look into this colonel," which is weird to me that they don't ask Colonel Campbell question mark. Like everybody knows him, but they're just like, "Oh, it could be any colonel." Yeah. Um, so Otacon looks into it and gets back to you. And uh, Colonel is broadcasting from inside of Arsenal Gear. Um, and it turns out that this whole time the Colonel has been an AI that has been created from GW. Um, and is essentially created by Ryan's expectations of what the mission should be. Uh, which is really weird. Um, but him acting all strange like that is a sign- signifier that the, that the virus is actually starting to affect GW. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and then right after that, so you go through this right, like so between the two Otacon calls, you go through this kind of hallway shooting gallery with Snake, mm-hmm. um, which fucking sucks if you're trying to not kill people. Um, yeah, like literally, your only option is like the stun blade or your M9. Um, but the M4 sure does riddle people full of holes real fast. Um, mm-hmm. So you just kind of breeze through the section, but then you get to this huge circular room right after the second Otacon call um, and you fight off a shit ton of Arsenal Tengus um, and Isaac can you tell us about your experience because there's a, there's a <laughs> tricky there's a weird thing that happens in the middle of this did you emit or continent there's a oh. there's a real uh, meme worthy port thing that happens in this I'm trying to remember what I did, because it when it popped up, I was like, "Wait, what? What is going on here?" <laughs> it says vision mailed. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw yeah, that, which is and amazing. That um makes sense because you on one of your past the past podcast podcast um titles, uh-huh. you called it vision mailed or something <laughs> like that. That's awesome. like, what is that? So now I understand. Mission um, failed, but flip the letter. And yeah, like the options instead of quit or continue are continent and emit. And, and it, yeah. <laughs> so essentially, you I have did. a screen that looks exactly like the game over screen, except in the picture where you normally show a picture of Raiden is at his death. Um, is the game, and you're still playing the game. It's just you've got this fucked up screen, and you're in happening. like the top left. Mm-hmm. Which sucks when you're on a tiny TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Or on your PSP. Did you play on your PSP? No, I was just thinking back of... I was like, so my... The the office where I record the podcast right in front of me is my old, like, CRT tube TV. And uh, I'm looking at my PS2, so I was, like, remembering whenever I played it for the first time. And, like, on a little, like, 18-inch tube TV, yeah. it sucks ass. <laughs> um, but no, I didn't play this part on my PS Vita, so I wonder what it would look like. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, 
Also, I don't think you can choose either of those options, right? Like, you can't use the D-pad to pick anything. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I mean, also, whenever that screen comes up, it'll be like a random Raiden death sound. Mm-hmm. So it'll randomly mm-hmm. be like, ah! Or it'll be like the weird, like, fall into the water and drown <laughs> sound. Like, like that, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. But... Um. So I don't remember trying to pick anything because I knew what was happening, so I just kept playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't remember if like the D-pad actually does anything. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember either. Isaac, what happens next? So you're essentially trying to fend off all these ninjas, um, which is actually pretty easy to do. And after you do that, the screen fades to black, and somebody walks through the door Ooh. somebody with high heels somebody with a clarinet in the background <laughs> yeah okay Sam. i will say <laughs> yes <laughs> what in the world <laughs> that was the clarinet <laughs> i i think I, I listened to it again and i misspoke i think it is an actual saxophone you said uh, it shit. not me yeah i know <laughs> i know i'm just kidding so no, I'm, I'm, I'm correcting I'm, myself from like <laughs> ten episodes back. So if anybody was withholding an iTunes review until that got rectified, <laughs> feel free. You can now. You can now. Or if it is, in if, peace. If, if it is a clarinet, then yeah, just rip me apart. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's a jazzy instrument. That's all we need to know. Jazz infused. <laughs> now I want to Google. <laughs> What instrument? I'm sure if you just look at the liner notes on the soundtrack, it'll probably say like who's credited to playing what on that uh, song. What if it I'm just sure says they're... jazz instrument and then it has somebody's <laughs> name? Jazz ensemble piece. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, for, lady, lady luck herself, yes, queen, fortune, fortune. Queen. She has she many comes names. in. And uh, wants to kill us all, or wants us to kill her, or both. Wait, just something. Wants something to happen. She's tired of living. (laughs) Tired of her tight spandex suit. Yeah, if she took that off, she might feel better. (laughs) I'm not not saying she needs to get naked. I'm just saying she needs to put on some more comfortable clothing. (laughs) Time out really quick. So, Fortune's theme song is a... Drumroll. Saxophone solo titled titled Fortune on the soundtrack. All right. We got to the bottom of that. There it is. Now, if only we could get concrete answers like that to the rest of the plot. (laughs) (laughs) So, essentially, Fortune is upset because here's Solid Snake, the man she's been trying to find all game. um, (laughs) All game long. Right in front of her. um, And is upset because Snake killed her father, Scott Dolph, the Marine Commandant from the tanker portion of the game, if you remember. Every time you say Um, Scott Dolph, I think it should be like a B-movie actor. <laughs> you know, Scott Dolph, Scott Dolph. He was in he was in the uh he was in the uh that Val Kilmer movie that never came out. You oh know what I mean? <laughs> so essentially what happens now is that Ryden gets to climb a giant ladder while Snake and Fortune have the fight of the century down Dude, below. And Snake has the most badass one liner ever. He's like, if death's what you're looking for. I can make it happen or like some mm-hmm. shit like that. Like it's just real good. Like 
I don't know. His whole conversation, he's like, I didn't kill your fucking dad, but I'm down, but I'm down to do this. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't say fucking. <laughs> I wish he did. <laughs> we had this conversation. There's like a part in, in oh, yeah, five. 5 where they where somebody screams the word fuck very loudly. Yeah, and, and it blew panics. my mind. Like, <laughs> But that's like the only time anybody's ever said the word fuck in a Metal Gear game. <laughs> I wish it was right here. Snake's like, I didn't kill your fucking dad. <laughs> But no, it's not right here. So my adolescent desires will have to wait. Mm-hmm. So we don't get to see this fight. We remain in the perspective of Raiden climbing we, up this ladder. We get to imagine it, though. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 we'll find out later it doesn't necessarily go that well for Snake. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because he is alive. He does end it alive, but he is very much captured here shortly. He's so a handcuffed boy. Yeah, he's he, he's an imprisoned boy. <laughs> he sure isn't the leader of the little boys unit. No, God, my God. <laughs> anyway, um, so we get to the top, and doesn't like Solidus yell some shit at you? Uh, yeah, I mean, just the regular, like same old shit. So I will say, uh, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you know, this is the same old Solidus nonsense. Um, it's like a sitcom. But the, uh, <laughs> oh, you know that guy. Um, but no. So whenever we, so I don't know where this ladder went to because where we go just has no in or out or like does not exist in time or space. Like you're randomly on this like hologram platform in the middle of a thunderstorm for some reason. Like I think what they would have you believe is that you're on top of arsenal gear in the middle of the water. No, I think so too. But the way that it looks, it's just like, I'm in this weird nightmare dimension um, with like God's voice and metal gears. As far as the eye can see, Um, I mean, could they have tricked him into like going into a VR area Ooh. i don't i mean i don't know Ooh, that'll come up on Just next like... episode we'll talk about it um but the interesting super interesting part about this which may allude to what isaac's talking about is that the <laughs> floor and the layout of this entire stage if we remember our vr missions episode or if you've played vr missions um you can literally go download vr missions right now uh from psn you can press play you can go into the menu and you can go into the photo mode and the photo shoot mode with Naomi and, um, oh my god, I'm completely losing her name. Mei uh, Ling. Ling. Um, th- that stage is 100% this stage. Slow burn. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Well, let me wait. I'm going to wait for you to pick your brain up off the floor. All right. It's it's honestly not that crazy. <laughs> We've been hyping it up this whole time. It's not that crazy. Yeah, I know. It's they just... reused assets. No, I mean I think it was intentional. Like well, not yeah. like not intentional in a lazy way. I think it was intentional in like a jazz hands way. You know, fuck you. <laughs> anyway, um, so now. You gotta fight a bunch of Metal Gear rays. Oh my god! You, you have to fight all the Metal Gear rays. Yeah. Um, not not necessarily. I think in like easier modes, you only have to fight like three or four. Well, I, I think so. In every mode except for Extreme, you don't have to fight all of them. Yeah. But Extreme, you have to fight all of them, and essentially, it's just a battle of avoiding all their attacks and just shooting them with the Stinger missiles a lot, and using chaff grenades. Chaff grenades help significantly. Mm-hmm. And you feel like a badass by the time you're done. Mm-hmm. Now, S- Snake even says 25 Metal Gears. Like, I don't think I've ever fought that many in my entire career. 
Mm -hmm. So, pretty sweet. Because all of the rays, so if you look at their life bars, all of the rays have number designations. Um, except for the very last one you fight, um, which is ray-rose. It's R05E. Yeah, R05E, but it's like, it's Rose. Yeah. Which is weird. That's the last one you have to destroy before the mm. battle ends. In all the modes, I'm pretty sure. Sad. Well, except for the extreme. Extreme, you have to kill them all. Well, yeah. And you get a different cutscene. Do you? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's slightly different, but you get, like, an extra cutscene. Explain. I can't remember what happens in it. I think it's literally just, like, it's... So, in this one... In normal modes, Raiden um, sets the stinger down. He's, like, fucking exhausted, and he looks behind him, and there's still, like, Metal Gears screaming at him. Mm -hmm. um, but in the extreme mode, if you... And it's either extreme or European extreme. I can't remember. But in one of the two extreme modes where you have to fight them all, um, Raiden is, again, exhausted and sets the stinger down, and then you look around, and there aren't any Metal Gears, and um, Solidus says something to the extent of, like... Oh, that's impressive. I wouldn't expect any less from you, Jack. And then it's the exact same cutscene again. Gotcha. So it's no it's not that mm -hmm. big of a difference, but I just want to mention that there was one. Mm. Oh. And also, um when you when you when you talk to Solidus, he reveals the um what S three stands for. Which is Which at this point he says it stands for Solid Snake Simulation, and right. it was a way, f way to, to artificially reproduce Solid Snake. Yeah, which is it's like the Jack. whole mission was like the whole plant mission was a, a recreation of the Sol the Shadow Moses. Right. Yeah, um, he alludes to the fact that it was like because obviously the S three plan is not something that. Solidus or Ocelot want to have happen, but he says that like I can't remember how he decide discovers it, but he says he essentially alludes to the fact that Ocelot had uh, stolen information in regards to Arsenal, and that like in the information that they discovered, that they found out about this S three plan, and he goes on to say like it was the Patriots' way of trying to like mass produce solid snakes like yep. for their benefit. Yep. Which is why, I, which is why I brought up earlier about how Solid is laughing if you kill Solid Snake mm -hmm. in the is is funny because it's linked to that mm -hmm. about how that program was designed to create a legend like Solid Snake. Um, I guess in order to take down Solid Snake, but also to just kind of like be a powerful like military power. Yeah, I never really interpreted it as as um, the Patriots wanting to make somebody good enough to kill Solid Snake. I always interpreted it as just, let's see if we can recreate Solid Snake just to have, like, as a resource. Right. Um, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about a little bit more parallel to the first game. Uh, Miss Olga coming in. Um, and essentially, it's just like the first one. Ryan's about to get stomped by. I said Ryan. Ryan, <laughs> good old Ryan. Ryan Reynolds. Good old, good old, good old Ryan. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds comes out of nowhere, and then he's about mm -hmm. to get stomped on by Metal Gear. Yeah, no, Ryden is about to get stomped on by Metal Gear. Here comes Olga to save him. She does um, like a little cartwheel flip, but she's not in her mm -hmm. cyborg ninja gear. She's just in her regular gear. Right. Um, so she essentially saves Raiden and essentially says, uh, says, uh, 
you need to save yourself and you need to complete your mission. And he's like, well, what about your child? And she goes, well, my child's going to die if you don't win. So get the fuck out of here. So Olga dies. Hey, she didn't say fuck. No, I'm kidding. Oh, my God. (laughs) So Olga dies. And instead of escaping like she wants, Raiden falls to his knees in defeat, um, which is great. Um, But I'm just trying to I'm just trying to, like, think where he could go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does crack me up that it's like, go, fight on, and then this woman dies, and then Raiden's just like, collapses. I'm done. Like, yeah, because yeah, on one hand, there's not really a whole lot of places he could go to escape, but at the same time, it's just like, well, you could have tried to do something. <laughs> Don't you have a whole like skin tight bodysuit filled with stinger missiles? Yeah, like unlimited like, stinger missiles. Yeah, start shooting people. But, yeah, so shortly after this, there's this whole, um, and hopefully I will not butcher the sequence of events, but Solidus comes down in his uh, Doc Ock suit again, mm-hmm. and uh, he starts kind of pacing back and forth and talking to you uh, after... No, so Ocelot shows up, I believe. Is that right? No, a Fortune shows up, and essentially oh, the plan snake. is that... Yeah, with Snake, and essentially is the plan is that uh, that she's going to hijack Arsenal gear from Solidus, mm-hmm. but Solidus was just going to give her Arsenal gear because his goal wasn't necessarily to take Arsenal gear, but to get the list of names of the Patriots that were contained within GW. Mm-hmm. He didn't really, he didn't even want Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And then so. Ocelot starts laughing mm-hmm. at both of them. Mm-hmm. And Ocelot essentially comes out of nowhere with like a I can't remember the name of the gun, but it's a crazy gun that like you can't even have in the game. It's like some yeah. submachine gun that's in Counter Strike. I can't remember what the yeah. fuck it's called. Anyway, and just starts like and just can like blow up Metal Gears. Yeah, for some reason he's just like shooting Metal Gears in the face. Um, and Fortune's like, "Fuck you, dude! Like, what are you talking about?" And he's just like. She, I think she shoots at him, or maybe Solidus does. One of the two. No, Solidus shoots missiles out of his octopus arms, which is yeah. bananas. And um, they don't, like, they deflect off of Ocelot, much like they do with Fortune. Mm-hmm. And Ocelot starts laughing, and he's like, you fool, like, do you not realize, Fortune, that, like, you have zero magical powers? Like, uh, this whole time it's been me and the Patriots who've kept mm-hmm. you alive. Essentially, she's been shielded this whole time by a Patriot developed electromagnetic field um, that uh, essentially keeps her vulnerable or invulnerable. Yeah. And I'm not trying Uh, to poke holes or anything, but I'm just going to go say if she wanted to die that bad, like did she not try just like cutting her wrists? Like I'm sure that it wouldn't have deflected that. (laughs) Probably, probably not. Um, But anyway, so Ocelot turns it off and then just fucking shoots her in the heart. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, wait, I forgot you're a dumbass and your heart's on the wrong side or something. No, I think he literally says, I can't put the bitch down or something crazy. Yeah, no, he says something like that. Yeah, he's like, why can't you just die like a dog or something? And she, um, in her like dying moment, like says or does something. I think she, does she kill one of the Metal Gears or she does something crazy? She deflects, Ocelot fires a bunch of missiles at her and she oh, deflects them. Oh, yeah, without the EMP. Yeah, so it's just like, maybe she does have some luck. <laughs> yeah, but we'll never know say, she's She dead. is Lady Luck. Yeah. 
Um, that does sound like Solidus would have said something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and so she dies, and then Solidus and Ocelot get into it, and Ocelot's like, you're a fucking pawn too, and we used you, um, and I got what I needed, and he just like fucking hops in his metal gear and like dips. Um, and Ocelot reveals that he was working with the Patriots. Is there anything that I'm missing before we get well, nailed to crosses yeah. by people? Ocelot straight up turns into liquid. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot, <laughs> that's I a pretty about big that. one. No, yeah. I just, I, for some reason in my head, I was just imagining him him as liquid this entire time. Oh. And I just didn't specify, yeah. so I'm sorry. His arm breaks through and he turns into liquid. Liquid Ocelot. And has somehow Ocelot. been controlling Ocelot via his arm. The entire time. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Um, which essentially, it's uh, Liquid stops Ocelot from killing everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Arsenal crashes into Federal Hall. No. Into Manhattan. No, no, no. Liquid escapes with Metal Gear and Snake fucking dives <laughs> into the water after him. Oh, yeah. Um, Fortune's dead. With Olga's handcuffs. dead. Yeah, and handcuffs. No, Fortune's he breaks dead. his handcuffs. Oh, yeah, because he's a badass. He, he goes mm-hmm. crazy and just busts through. Yeah. And, and he's like, so Liquid! Sprinting. And then Liquid, <laughs> so Fortune's turns around, dead. Liquid turns around and says, Snake, you coming too? <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, aw. Brothers. They love so, each other. <laughs> so, oh, hold on, hold on, dead. hold on, Sam. Cue, oh. cue Wayne's Brothers intro music here. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're brothers, we're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. I forgot to mention that oh. I actually used to watch a lot of that show whenever I was a kid. <laughs> anyway. He's, uh, one of them is uh, unrelated. But you can, this can be deleted scenes. One of them's in uh, New Girl. Oh, really? I didn't know that. As the, he was in the pilot episode and then he... Um, he uh, was replaced but I don't think he he committed to the show and then he came back like halfway through season 3 and became a regular character again huh. and he he is great. Oh, that's awesome. I need to check it out. Back to your regularly scheduled programming. But so Olga's dead, Fortune's dead. Um Snake and Liquid are off doing their dance. Um They're swimming. <laughs> they're swimming in the water. With their and and then their little <laughs> god damn it. And um and uh, then Solidus and Raiden are still on Arsenal gear, and it crashes into Federal Hall in Manhattan. Yeah, in, like, the center of Manhattan. So just to give you an idea for how big this fucking thing is, is that it was able to go from the coast to the center mm-hmm. of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, there's some cut content here. So essentially we go from being on Arsenal to being on top of the Federal building, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. <clears throat> however, the original build of the game before the events of September 11th actually had footage of Arsenal crashing through New York, and they cut it out because of how soon after 9-11 uh, the game released. Mm. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, there would have been a cutscene to show you how they got to the Federal Building, but instead it's like, Oh no, we're coming up on land, and then it's like cut to black, and it's like whoa, and then it's like <laughs> on top of the federal building. It was like some whoa. <laughs> I don't know why they couldn't have just shown like a wide shot of it crashing or something. I don't know, but I guess they just opted to not fuck with that and just release it as is. Mm. But yeah. um, 
So we find out here that S3 does not stand for Solid Snake Simulation. Um, it stands for, and then the AI tells us, the kernel AI tells us that it stands for Selection um, for Societal Sanity, which is essentially a program designed to control human consciousness. Um, and Raiden was selected because he obeyed orders and would follow through with the mission no matter what. Um, and it was essentially just to test their ability to manipulate the will of the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was more of a test for the AI and less yeah. of a test for Raiden. Yeah. Oh, and I and forget it, that Raiden is also referred to... Are they... They call him Zero as well, right? At some point? Raiden? I don't think so. Because they say he was named after Raiden, like, the Zero Fighters or some well, shit. Well, he was named... They they called they call him his... Raiden... Um, is a code name for one of the one of the bombs one of the planes that dropped the bomb on Hiroshima. Oh, gotcha. And then the other one was named the one that bomb, dropped a bomb on Nagasaki. I want to say. Okay. Um, I could be very wrong about that. We'd have to. We'd have to. Yeah, because I always thought. Our... That, yeah, I think Raiden is like because there's a shmup like a shoot 'em up arcade cabinet called Raiden, and I'm pretty sure yeah. it's just like a Japanese fighter jet or fighter plane. Um, but I don't know. For some reason, every time I think of Raiden and, and Jack, I think of the word zero. And I know that zero plays into Metal Gear as a whole later, but yeah. I just wasn't sure if there was like a correlation or if I just imagined that. And I could, I could be wrong about that whole bomb dropping thing, but we, we could probably con- consult our, uh, our podcast, uh, political expert, our historical um, advisor that we, that we totally actually legit have yeah, now. next episode. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. Like, yeah, the side op that we record after this, we will, we will talk all about that straight up. Um, but, uh, uh, we also find out here, not earlier, but we found out here that, that solid has killed Ryden's parents. Um, oh yeah, that's right. And raise him like a child soldier, and then you essentially have to uh, have to fight Solidus in a little sword fight, okay. which Kung is Fu a ninja battle, which is an awesome battle. And I think you have like one final codec call between you and then the AI Colonel, and then what we're not entirely sure is actually Rose or not. Yeah, because they speak in like plurality. Like Rose yeah. and the Colonel speak as if they are one. Yeah, yeah. Um, essentially, it's 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 they're talking about how like Rex and Ray were code names used by um, the U.S. Armed Forces to refer to Japanese warplanes, and then Raiden comes from a, a Japanese Navy interceptor, and then um, the Japanese fighter code names was Jack. And essentially just means it's just like you were weapons used to be thrown away um, and a weapon has no right to think for itself. So fulfill your purpose and defeat Solidus. Um, And then you proceed to fulfill your purpose and defeat Solidus. (laughs) And then you (laughs) proceed to just do the thing that you're told to do. Mm -hmm. Because meta. Yeah. And we'll talk about it. Yeah. But he tries (laughs) to resist somewhat the only way to win is to not play the game that is mm-hmm. literally the it's almost like dark souls where every time you play it and you beat it it's like new cycle completed and it just always new games forever like mm-hmm. the only way to break the cycle is to just not play the game and mm-hmm. we'll talk about that more next next main episode but you're doing the thing that you said know, you weren't gonna do i know stop i just wanted to talk about it for a second mm-hmm. this was a really fun battle 
And it's actually a really difficult battle as well, but it's very rewarding. I think. It's also the best goddamn cutscene to after you beat it, if you're playing the HD version on the Legacy Edition or HD Collection or whatever, or if you have substance, um, after you beat it, you can recast the characters in the cutscenes. Oh my this god. This one's so good to make it be Raiden versus Rose. <laughs> isn't there a tro- isn't there a trophy for casting specific people in this cutscene? There's a trophy to cast that one. Okay. So, but yeah, it's it's fucking hilarious. Like, you just do it to watch it, like, or wow. get it on YouTube. I'll put it in the show notes. It's really good. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like super. So, like, you fight him, and when he has his like Doc Ock tentacles, and then eventually he gets frustrated and sheds his Doc Ock tentacles, and then starts leaving leaving uh fire trails in his wake when he like <laughs> glides around the roof and it's just like what the fuck is happening when he skates at you <laughs> yeah yeah best use of skates in this game since fat man yeah oh yeah <laughs> this game just loves skates mm-hmm. and skateboarding um isaac true, uh, true. did you have a hard time with this um i actually didn't this was to me this was um the right amount of difficult and fun Hmm. and i guess it was because i i mean it was difficult because excuse me Hmm. Um, (laughs) sounded like sam over there (laughs) yeah no i'm you're not the one i'm the one oh i'm so sorry you are you're not allowed (laughs) you're the you're the shy newbie Uh, oh come on dude Play your role, Isaac. <laughs> Apparently. This is a type of role-playing podcast, right? <laughs> You'll ruin your eyes and your ears. <laughs> Stop podcasting. <laughs> hey, listen, no. turn off the podcast right now. There's actually a quick note. There's actually a podcast out there called Stop Podcasting Yourself. Oh, are you serious? Um, and it's a very good podcast. Wow. Well, fun Let's fact. plug it here. Play, play a whole episode. Don't, <laughs> we played the do whole that. episode within our episode. Podception. Uh, anyway, no. Anyway, so this fight, I found that it was um, once I found the pattern for him for Solidus, it was um, more or less just getting it down and um, getting hits in, which was difficult. But you know, it's the final boss. It's going to be difficult. What did you um? Because I'm really curious, um, so we covered a whole lot of shit, and Isaac, you being kind of the voice of the new player, and kind of, honestly, in a lot of ways, you're kind of the voice of the audience, um, can you tell us, like, what the last bit that we've talked about was like? Like, to hear all these, like, crazy conflicting stories and stuff, like, what was your takeaway from it, with it being your first time? Yeah, so, well, for one thing, it was super long, um, I think it was something like 30 minutes mm-hmm. of cutscenes, um, and it just it went on and on in a way that it just kind of one-upped itself, I felt, and <clears throat> I don't... What do you mean by so, one-upped itself? Well, like, it kept on getting crazier and crazier and crazier, <laughs> you know, in, in the way that it would just expand on itself, mm. and... So when I was when I was I guess you're just watching it at this point. Um, yeah, you weren't playing a game. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were which, watching this movie, which just for me it was like okay. <laughs> I th- well, all right. So I thought Metal Gear Ray was gonna be that was the final boss. Um, 
Because um, well, there's a huge a long cutscene. Yeah. But then at the end of the cutscene, this analog's like the liquid kind of fight. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, so I kind of, I kind of plugged into the whole, or went into the whole believability of it because they, they go into, um, pulling such historical, uh, artifacts into the game and making it believable into the fact that like this could happen in some weird, um, parallel universe, (laughs) you know? And so I kind of went in and I was like, okay, this could this could actually happen. I mean, maybe not like the fire skates, <laughs> but <laughs> you mean like so when you say this could actually happen, do you mean like the whole like censorship, like, information control stuff? Yeah. And yeah. to a certain degree I do not to get in, into conspiracies, but to a certain degree I do kind of believe in that like the government is doing that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, well, and I think just to kind of tie it into like current events and stuff like so I don't know. Um, I very much so thought, so there was like a conflict. I can't remember how far back it was. I know it was still in college. So I think it was like 2010, 2011, maybe 2012. But there was a conflict between Georgia and Russia where some crazy shit had happened and people got killed in Georgia and they claimed it was Russian soldiers. And so Georgia was retaliating on the Russians or vice versa. Anyway, it got muddy. But what ended up happening was that both Russian media outlets and Georgian media outlets were like hacking each other to fuck each other's headlines and make it sound like the wrong thing had happened Mm. and stuff like that. And so immediately I remember seeing that and thinking to myself, like, I mean, this is something that like Metal Gear Solid 2 talked about literally 12 years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, to me, that's, I mean, again, we're going to go into it next episode, but to me, like, that's the most important takeaway from this game is like, that Hideo Kojima went from, like, crazy kind of pseudo... And it's still, like, pseudoscience, like, pseudo-political. But, like, I feel like more so than any of the other games, like, MGS2, instead of, like, commenting on shit that has already happened, it really kind of carved out a niche by being, like, this is what might happen, and it's right. terrifying. And I think I have a different perspective, because um, you guys played it before, like, the internet was really a big... Th- big part mm-hmm. of the world yeah and it was so like right these, it was like right after y2k this whole thing happened yeah so what was you guys's perspective on all these kind of crazy things unfolding did you guys think it was just totally fictitious or did you i mean had you all heard about all these things in current events when you were like 10 <laughs> um i knew about y2k because i remember the whole make sure your computer's off before this time on <laughs> 19 uh, january 3rd december 31st 1999 um but like a lot of the themes that they were talking about and stuff just kind of seemed ridiculous at the time uh-huh. just because just because it's a video game this is ridiculous but then like you look back at it and you're like a lot of this stuff is like way more true than it actually mm-hmm. seems like it seems like it should be especially with things like the patriot act because if you think about it like so there's no way that the writing team for this game could have predicted 9-11. Yeah. And, like, literally this game is a terror attack on New York. And then on top of that, like, things like information control and stuff like that, like, that became an issue because of the Patriot Act and because of, like, like even with the whole thing that happened with the NSA and, like, Xbox Connect and Skype and all that shit, like... This idea that people are monitoring information, 
like was all a direct descendant of the sort of uh political intrigue that happened after 9/11. Yeah. So it's crazy that not only were they like Y2K literally just happened, let's put this game out, but then they follow it up with holy shit, we just released like the same month that 9/11 happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like if people were a little bit more I don't want to say I don't want to I don't want to be mean, but I and I'm not trying to say like I wish people I think that people are unintelligent, but I think that if the media were to pick up like an intelligent kind of game like this or somewhat intelligent game like this and really dissect it. Like GTA three made headlines for being crazy over the top, like terror simulation that came out Mm -hmm. after nine 11. But I Mm -hmm. really feel like that if the gaming, not gaming media, but if mainstream media would have paid attention to something like metal gear solid two. And I know that it did make some headlines, but I think that it really could have been something that the news would have been like, holy shit, like PS2 game touches on like repercussions of post 9-11. Like before it even happened. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's just the whole thing's crazy. And I think as like a document, Metal Gear Solid 2 is really interesting to look at. Especially, and Isaac and Sam, you guys are both talking about historical stuff. I found it really intriguing as a game made about America from a Japanese perspective and talking about all those historical things, like, so seeing this and like even the whole thing about nuclear stuff. So obviously there's like a thin line that links like Kojima's distaste for nuclear weapons and like what happened in Japan. Yeah. But like, it's just interesting to me to see this kind of game from a Japanese perspective, as opposed to like the traditional kind of American spy thriller perspective. Yeah, but it's just this. This is for another time. We could, we could, we could spend a whole podcast talking about this shit, and we will. Um, <laughs> but let's okay. let's continue for the sake of a for the sake yeah. of a time here. Um, so what happens next, Sam? So what happens next? So Raiden, so Solus is dead, um, and Raiden is standing in the street, and. Then people start walking around, minding their own business, as if a giant robot did not just crash into Federal Hall and a weird-looking man in a skull suit with a sword and handcuffs, broken handcuffs, is not just standing there. Well, there's like three cops walking towards the Federal Building. And like, well, yeah, but it's it. just like, it's like nobody's making a big deal, and it's like, and it like kind of, and there's a strange, like nobody's making a big deal out of it, and then like... Out of nowhere, Snake shows up? Well, as a game that prides itself with being intentional and literally just spent the whole last 30 minutes telling us about how it had set everything up intentionally, yeah. do you think that it's unintentional, that everybody's moving in a very blurry way and that no one no. is noticing? No, I think it's completely intentional. And I've always thought it was completely intentional. I just think it's just so strange. Yeah. And it's just, and it's just like... And then Snake just shows up out of nowhere and it's kind of like... What exactly is happening right now? Yeah. Well, and it's funny, too, because Raiden's just like, now what? And Snake's like, we're going to well, go keep on keeping on, but you got somebody to talk to. And bef- Well, well, before this happens, so um, Raiden essentially, Snake's like, you got to choose what your future is going to be um, and what you do with the thoughts and feelings after this mission are your choice. Um, and Snake points at the dog tags around Raiden's neck and says, what's that? And Ryan says, 
I don't know. I've never. I don't know. They're just my dog tags. No, and, he says um, he doesn't recognize the name. Oh, he doesn't recognize the name, and you zoom in on the name, and it turns out it's the name that you entered at the beginning of the game. Yeah. So, so he, it's he's it, you. Yeah. So he's just like, I've never heard the name before, and he throws the dog tags away, and essentially it's a symbol of Raiden shedding his control because we've been controlling him for the entire game, um, and he's not doing that anymore. Oh yeah. Symbolism. Before well, we move on, did anybody catch Vamp? <laughs> yeah. It's right right when Raiden and the dog tag conversation happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vamp. If you, So, Isaac, did you know that if you press down R3, which is the right thumbstick in, mm-hmm. that you can zoom in during cutscenes? Uh, no, I did not, actually. So if you do any that, cutscene? Yeah, any cutscene. So if you do that, you can zoom in, and Vamp is totally just creeping in the background watching Snake and Raiden. Wait, it, like they're walking in the streets? No, Vamp's just like standing still on a street corner, yeah, like, in, like a, wa- in the like, distance. Lo- like just uh, looking what? at them. Yeah, just staring at them. That's creepy. After Raiden throws the dog tags, um, we the Snake's like, we're going to go find Olga's child, meaning me and Otacon, uh, and we still have that disc that has the Patriots' names on it, so we're going to keep this. Um, and Ryan's like, I'm going to go with you. And Snake's like, no, you've got something else to take care of. And you turn around, and there's Rose just standing in the middle of the street. Um, and then you guys, they have a conversation, and... Um, Rose is going to Rose is going to find out who Raiden is together between the two of them, and suddenly Raiden's not mad at Rose anymore. And we find out that today's the day that they met each other. And uh, hooray! Biggest games mystery has been solved. Fucking kill me now, please. Yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> it, it's just like full motion video out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah. Um, but which I think is weird. So. So Snake's like, yo, talk to your biddy. And <laughs> Ro- Rose and Raiden start talking. Talk to your old lady. Yeah, and so Rose and Raiden start talking, and uh, much as Sam alluded to. But what's weird to me is then they cut into the the little full motion video of them talking about their future and blah, blah, blah. And then the credits roll. But then, like, after the credits, it's the same kind of footage from when Jack and Raiden, or Jack and Rose were talking. But it's Snake all of yeah. a sudden being it's like, Snake here's the message of the game. Yeah, essentially saying it's a life lesson about like teaching our next generation to do the right things, um, which, looking at our generation right now, we've failed. Um, <laughs> but that's essentially what it was. Just That's what it boils down to, is essentially choose your own path and te- teach our next generations about the right, like what the right thing is and how to be good people, essentially. And it's playing with like this, this, this whole like God just fuck me with a smooth jazz music bullshit because <laughs> I'm so done. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it, and then the credits roll, and that's 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 all there is, right, Isaac? That's that's all there is. There's nothing that 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 gets talked about after the credits roll. Oh. And then oh, we hold, have... hold on real quick. I'm trying to think. Did we, before we dive into the crazy fuck bomb, <clears throat> Sam, did we talk about Snake finding out where the Patriots were? 
I know we vaguely said that they were like me and Otacon are going to go after the Patriots, but did we say how they figured it out? Um, I don't think so. So essentially, Snake pulls out an optical disc, and Raiden's like, "Isn't that the virus? I thought it was taken taken away from me by oh, yeah. uh, by Ocelot." And Snake's like, "No, we actually gave you a, a fucked up shitty copy or whatever." And they're like, "We kept the original because the virus code." actually points out, like... Because it wasn't really a virus, right? Like, all it did was eliminate all trace of the Patriots from Arsenal. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a full-on virus. And so Snake was like, we actually have the original, which will tell us what lines of information were removed. Because it knows, like, what the program was trying to get rid of. And so he was like, with this disc, like, we know where the Patriots are, for sure. So that's, yeah. yeah, that's it. Sorry. Which alludes <laughs> to what happens at the end of the credits at the end of the credits. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> the, the end of the end of the credits. The end of the end. Yeah. So we have the, the title slate. It's just a black screen with the title. And Otacon comes on and he talks to Snake. Snake, you there? It's me. I've finished going over that disc. Did you find the Patriots list? Of course. It contains the personal data of 12 people. There was a name on it. Snake, it was one of our biggest contributors. What's going on around here? I don't know. Anyway, where are they? Well, we were right about them being on Manhattan, but... But what? They're already dead. All 12 of them. When did it happen? Well, uh, about a hundred years ago. What the hell? Da-da-da. <laughs> oh, and Otacon alludes to a particular name. Um, oh, did he? Yeah, it says there was a name on it, Snake. It was one of our biggest contributors. And then he doesn't go into it more. Oh, yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. Hold on, just for a second. I'm trying to think of who the fuck that would even be. Huh. I don't know. I don't know if that even ever gets addressed. At all? Anyway, that's we'll we'll <laughs> Which, figure that out as we go. But that is Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah. And that's kinda and, and really quick, knowing that this was supposed to be the last Metal Gear Solid game, that's kind of a fucked up way to leave it. Well So thanks, Ideo. I literally can't say anything. I'm just going to save it for the next episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah. boy. I like went to take a breath, and I was well. like, that's, that's 30 <laughs> minutes. I'm going to yep. put that on hold. Mm-hmm. But, oh, so that so. Is, that's the end of Metal Gear Solid 3. Uh, and, yeah. Metal Gear Solid 3? <laughs> okay. Original, Metal- original 3. Yeah. OG yeah. 3. True. Anyway, Metal Gear Solid 2, that's all. That's all there is. There isn't any more. That's all she wrote. We did it, guys. Oh, yeah. And we then we do the handshake thing. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's all. Oh, so we need to announce who the winner of the handshake contest is. And Oh, who's. So before we get to our admin notes and telling you when to send us your letters and all that jazz, uh, we wanted to announce finally the winner of the manliest handshake contest. Oh, my God. And. Oh, boy. Drum roll, please. <laughs> The, the, I, I ran out of breath. The, <laughs> I got you, Sam. By a landslide write-in vote that was not one of the ones originally included, uh, <laughs> the Top Gun High Five one. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. 
So and um, so next episode we're gonna talk about fan theories wrap up. Um, uh, I I don't know I don't want to say fan theories because I don't want to discredit the fact that a lot of these theories have been like hyper fleshed out and that there's a lot of evidence to kind of back them up. But since Kojima has never actually like come out and said what is up, um, I guess they are just speculation. But so yeah, we're gonna talk about speculation. We'll, fan theories. we'll call them we'll call them unprofessional speculation. Yeah, analysis, all that jazz. But we're doing that um, not next episode because next episode obviously is our off week side up. But the, uh, yes. the next mainline episode. But if you have any final thoughts on Metal Gear Solid 2, or if you have any... I would strongly suggest I'm going to include in the show notes some of the fan theories that we're going to be talking about. And I know me, Isaac, and Sam are going to take the time to look around the internet to get our own ideas before we talk. Um, But we would love to hear you guys' analysis, your speculation, your theories. Um, Send us links of ones that you like, whatever. Just go ahead and get all that stuff in. You have until January the 28th. Um, to get all of those uh, into us. So you can talk about Metal Gear Solid 1, Metal Gear Solid 2, um, or fan theories on 2. Uh, that's pretty much what we've got covered. Mm-hmm. And um, likewise, wanted to give a quick shout-out to our fan and listener, TJ. TJ! Um, he's actually looking for bandmates right now. So if you are a musician and uh, you liked the music that he sent us tell, from last tell episode. The, tell him the area. He's looking for bandmates wearing the uh, Baltimore. I believe so. Did he not? Wanna, so he said he came from Philly, correct? He came from Philly, but he specified, he specified. So he's looking for people in the Baltimore, D.C. area to set up a new musical project. So if you... Um, he does lead guitar, so if you are musically inclined and you want to start a project with our good good friend of the show and fan, TJ, yep. um, give him a shout on our Metal Gear Mondays page, facebook.com slash Metal Gear Mondays. Yeah, and hopefully TJ will actually be a guest on our Metal Gear Solid 3 season. So Yes, we've reached out. Um, we're going to be reaching out to people here uh, within the next couple of days. Um, yeah, so if you, guys, of, if you guys have any requests for... Metal Gear related guests. Um, we're going to be reaching out to some f- folks from other podcasts and folks mm-hmm. from uh, other websites and stuff like that. So if you guys have a request, let us know and we'll try and get in touch with them. Um, our kind of the next content after the wrap up is we're going to be talking VR missions from MGS2, just kind of the extras from this substance version. Um, even if we don't get around to playing all of them, I know that me, Sam, and Isaac are at least going to like YouTube them and check out like the uh, skateboarding mini games and the VR missions. And so there's a whole snake tales section of this game where every single time there was mention of like snake doing something at the big shell, um, you can actually play that stuff. Yeah. And it gets really weird at the end. Like it's, it doesn't follow the same timeline at all, even though it seems like it might. Yeah. And it also doesn't have cutscenes. It just has like text interludes, yeah. which is yeah. kind of half-assed, but but yeah, so we'll cover all that content. We're going to be doing the wrap-up episode, VR missions, Snake Tales, and uh, that'll be it. We'll put the pin on that. And then after that, we're going to be covering Metal Gear Acid um, 1 and 2, even though the second game came out right after MGS3 or right before MGS3. We're going to go ahead and cover 1 and 2 um, in two episodes, mm. and they'll be micro-episodes. But we're going to be doing like a response to those as well so if you have any thoughts on metal gear acid one and two definitely send those in 
Um, and then we'll kind of announce the rest as we get closer to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam, where can they find us on the internet? Um, well, the aforementioned Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Metal Gear Mondays is our fan page. We've had a lot of really cool interaction on that page, which we will bring up a little bit on the next episode, our site up next week. Um, so if you want to come in, chat with us and chat with some really cool people that also like the show and Metal Gear, definitely check that out. Um, you can also find us, the rest of our show and all of our other shows, including the brand new show that I've just released, um, uh, this past Wednesday, uh, may we have a word. Um, I'm very excited about that. So please check that out. Um, I had Alessio on my first episode. We talked, we discussed the word begin. Hooray. Cross um, promotion. Yay. Uh, talk hmm. some, uh, talk some, uh, stories about, um, starting projects and, um, seeing them through to the end and sharing tales about being military brats in our youth. So definitely check that out. Um, also you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, just as a network at Geek Time Pod is a link for both of those. You can also go to SoundCloud and listen to this and our the rest of our shows there. Um, SoundCloud.com slash Geek Time Pod. And finally and importantly, please check us out on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Geek Time Pod. And consider donating some some dollar bills to us um, so we can get better for us and for you. Sweet. Isaac, do you have anything that you wanted to talk about? Um, you know what? I don't. But oh, good. <laughs> Thank God. Guys scary, you guys. Glad, we, glad we got that out I of the way. I just wiped my brow. You guys, come on, guys. No, what? What? Tell, tell us. Don't be afraid. <laughs> come, friend. Tell us no. what you want to tell. No. No. Actually, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I don't have a, tw- I don't have any any social media that anybody can really, except for uh, one. Do I? <laughs> oh, I oh I do. Um, <clears throat> let me get into my official mode. You guys oh, can follow me at oh shit at doesn't have a twit <laughs> dot com. <laughs> how do you do that? Dot com. Doesn't have a twit dot com. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> Twitter.com slash doesn't have a Does, twit. There we go. At doesn't have a twit on Twitter. Yeah. At me. Come on. At me, guys. Is that what you say? I'm going to at that, dude. <laughs> Just at me, guys. <laughs> I guess I guess I, I, I'm I a Sam Wright DPS on Twitter. Oh, um, Alessio doesn't really use his Twitter. I do sometimes. Just not as much. Also, you really, you really need to um, to follow Isaac on Twitter and convince him to actually start tweeting, because the one, two, three, the five people that follow him on Twitter, I have five followers. You do, but wait until you read. We gotta tell you who they are. The five okay. followers are me, Alessio, yes, Geek Time, okay. the Geek Time Network, Perfect. and Forever an Astronaut. <laughs> so it's so. all just me and Sam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you should definitely, definitely follow Isaac and and yell at him about tweeting and be more involved in that. Yeah, I'll get on it, guys. I'll Sam, do it for you. Did you plug Aaron's new show? No, I didn't. Wow, I, I just saw so, the cover art and it's beautiful. Did you make that? I did make that. That's awesome. 
Thank you. Um, this past Saturday, Aaron released the first episode of his weekly news show called The Week in Geek. Um, he talked about a couple of things. I was I was actually a guest on his first episode. We talked about some stuff. Um, primarily, the discussion was about um, uh, kind of the stuff surrounding Oculus Rift and its pricing structure. Um, but he has he kind of outlined a few other pretty important topics that occurred the week and kind of the beginning of the year. So definitely check that out. It's called the weekend geek. You can find it everywhere that I have told you, um, and iTunes as well. Sweet. I'm into it. Well, Isaac, can you tell <laughs> us, can you tell the listeners what to not forget? Next time on metal gear Mondays, <laughs> it's just in a box. It's, it's it's just a bug. Just a bug. I love help. It. Help. Correct me, Sam. It's please. just a bug. Please send, please send boxes. We need your boxes. Please send help and boxes. Please go to to go to patreon.com slash send box and donate boxes. Or just go to patreon.com. Slash yeah. Geek Time Pod and send monies so we can and we'll buy, use boxes. It to buy boxes. You know, I think Every... at the end of this, my goal is to just have a fan who sends us cardboard boxes, boxes and just empty boxes. That just well, empty. yeah. Every box purchase, we send a box to a, a kid in Africa. So <laughs> we're charitable. Mm-hmm. Yes. With every box purchase, we um, remember that it's just a box. It's just a box. Hey guys, I know that the holidays have just kind of gone and I know that one of the popular things to get for Christmas uh, are gift cards because they are not personal and are easy to give. Um, So I know that quite a few people may have gotten Amazon gift cards. Um, if you're looking to spend that, um, one of the best ways to kind of help us out without having to do any extra work on your own is to go to our Amazon affiliate link um, and uh, kind of help us out a little bit in that way. Um, if you go to geekti.me, which is our main website, there's a link in the top left corner that says donate. Um, you can find ways to donate on PayPal there, but at the very bottom of the page, um, you can find our Amazon associate program. Um, there are links for the United States, the United Kingdom, and the Can- Canadian store. Um, so long as you click one of those before you, um, you start adding things to your cart, everything you buy is going to help us out and give us kind of a kickback to help us support the website and do better stuff for you. So you're not spending any extra money. You're just helping us by spending the money you're already going to spend. Um, also on that page, um, there's a little widget that'll take you to, uh, link to the Metal Gear Solid, uh, legacy collection which we've been talking about for PlayStation 3, that has pretty much every main important game we're going to be talking about on Metal Gear Mondays. So definitely check that out. If you click that link and buy it through us, we're going to get that kickback as well. So definitely check out um, that page if you're going to be using Amazon anytime soon um, and help us out. 
We greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Ryden, something happened to me last Thursday when I was driving home. I had a couple of miles to go. I looked up and saw a glowing orange object in the sky to the east. It was moving very irregularly. Suddenly, there was intense light all around me. And when I came to, I was home. What do you think happened to me? Huh? Fine. Forget it.